Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. The Elohim of Israel is passionate about his blessing and seeing that it's enforced despite any opposition. I'm Tim. And I miss. There's not enough money in existence to bribe Elohim into changing his blessing. That should apply to anyone who tries to speak on his behalf. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in California and Nigeria. In case you didn't know, Red Pill Torah can now be heard on Reach Gospel Radio in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and also on the Reach Gospel Radio app. If you're in any of those areas or have the app, please listen out for us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday mornings. Let us know that you've heard the program, and please keep us in prayer. This week's Torah portion gives us some profound insight into how Elohim sees his people, Israel. Now, as context, earlier Torah portions covered Israel in some of the moments when they were really not at their best. We know of Israel's complaining in the desert, the incident regarding the quails, the spies and their evil report, the rebellion led by Korah, and even a grave mistake made by Moshe and Aaron. Their mistake cost them their entry into the Promised Land. With all of that as a backdrop, let's look into the story of Balak and Balaam. Numbers chapter 22 opens up with Israel camped in Moab near the Jordan River. They had just won a great victory in a battle against King Sion of the Amorites and King Og of Bashan, both of whom were undefeated giants. The people around them were fully aware that they were next on Israel's takedown list. Starting at verse 2, we read, Now Balak the son of Zippor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. Moab was very afraid of the people because there were so many of them. Moab was overcome with dread because of the people of Israel. So Moab said to the leaders of Midian, This horde will lick up everything around us the way an ox licks up the grass in the field. Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of Moab at that time. He sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor, at Petor by the Euphrates River in his native land, to tell him, Listen, a people has come out of Egypt, spread all over the land, and settled down next to me. Therefore, please come and curse this people for me, because they are stronger than I am. Maybe I'll be able to strike them down and drive them out of the land, for I know that whoever you blessed is in fact blessed, and whomever you curse is in fact cursed. The leader of Moab and Midian then left, taking with them the payment for divining, came to Balaam and spoke to him the words of Balak. You know, Miss, by the way, the payment for divining that uh, you mentioned was a fee for services. Mm-hmm. Balak the king sent money to compensate Balaam for giving a word that was favorable to him and his interests. Now, this is a practice I've witnessed in churches. The biggest offerings seem to come in when a prophet is visiting. Now, I've seen $100 minimum blessing lines form with people desperate to hear a word from Elohim. 
These people pay cash money, checks, and even electronic funds in exchange for a personal, favorable word from these prophets. I'd like to offer a word to these believers at no charge. The word comes from Isaiah 55, verses 5 and 6. It says, Seek Yehovah while he is available. Call on him while he is still nearby. Let the wicked person abandon his way and the evil person his thoughts. Let him return to Yehovah and he will have mercy on him. Let him return to our Elohim for he will freely forgive. Tim, that sounds like you're saying that believers need to look to Elohim for answers through his word. And of course, we should ask others to pray and believe with us about whatever we're praying to him for. If we are so desperate for a word from Elohim that we would get in line and pay for the word, maybe we should closely examine our motives. Mama, you know me so well, and you said it better than I did. Anyway, I'll pick up the reading at verse 8, okay? Mm -hmm. It says, Balaam said to them, Stay here tonight, and I will bring you back whatever answer Yehovah tells me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. Elohim came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? Balaam said to Elohim, Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent me this message. The people who came out of Egypt to spread over the land, now come and curse them for me. Maybe I will be able to fight against them and drive them out. Elohim answered Balaam, You are not to go with them. You are not to curse the people because they are blessed. So Balaam got up in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, You dudes may as well go home. Yehovah did not give me permission to go with you. In verse 11, the Hebrew word for curse is arar. Arar also means to spit on someone in, in spite or to disrespect. The same word is used in Genesis chapter 3 verse 14 which reads, Yehovah Elohim said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed or you get zero respect compared to all the livestock and, and wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and eat dust as long as you live, and I will put animosity or hatred between you and the woman and between your descendant and her descendant. He will bruise your head and you will bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pain in childbirth. You will bring forth children in pain. Your desire will be towards your husband, but he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to what your wife said and ate from the tree, about which I gave you the order you are not to eat from it, the ground is cursed on your account, and you will work hard to eat from it as long as you live. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat field plants. You will eat bread by the sweat of your forehead till you return to the ground, for you were taken out of it. You are dust, and you will return to dust. We see that the serpent was cursed directly by Yehovah Elohim. The same is true of the ground. It was cursed because of Adam. What we don't see is Yehovah Elohim cursing Adam or Eve. In fact, the consequences of their disobedience to Elohim's instructions did not diminish the blessing that Elohim spoke over mankind. They were still to be fruitful and multiply, filling the earth. Mm -hmm. With it, the woman would have pain in childbirth, 
and judging from the number of people on this planet right now, that pain is not enough to deter women from bearing children. While men generally sweat or labor to make a living, we still see success in subduing the earth. Our circumstances did change in the garden, but Elohim did not curse us or cancel out the blessing he spoke over mankind. In like manner, he would not allow Balaam to speak in opposition to his spoken blessing over Israel. Balak, the king, sent more princes of even higher status than the first delegation to try again. He promised a big payday, and the princes had the money on hand. All Balaam had to do was curse Israel. In verse 17, the princes used what some Hebrew scholars say is a milder word for curse. Maybe instead of pronouncing a huge curse on Israel, just curse them a little bit. Balaam asked the princes to stay the night so he could see what Elohim's response would be. In verse 20, Elohim came to Balaam during the night and said to him, If the men have come to summons you, get up and go with them, but do only what I tell you. So Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. You know, Mama, after Elohim gave Balaam permission to go, he seemed a little too eager to me. The scripture doesn't tell us uh, that he shared Elohim's warning with these princes like he did the first time. I wonder if Balaam was counting the money and not overly concerned about Elohim's warning. To our listeners, please read the entire chapter, including the part about the donkey speaking to Balaam. Some Bible scholars say that uh, that part about the donkey speaking is a fable. Now, we believe that it happened just as the scriptures say. Mm -hmm. Elohim caused a donkey to speak to give Balaam an opportunity to save his own life and to speak in line with what Elohim had already said. His problem was that he listened to that money more than he listened to Elohim. The Apostle Peter referenced this story in his second epistle. Chapter 2, starting at verse 1, says, But among the people there were also false prophets, just as there will be false teachers among you. Under false pretense they will introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, or who bought them, and thus bring on themselves swift destruction. Many will follow their debaucheries, and because of them the true way will be maligned. In their greed they will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their punishment, decreed long ago, is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. Hmm. Verse 16 picks up with some more strong words for the false teachers. It says, These people have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Bilam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of doing harm, but was rebuked for his sin. A dumb beast of burden spoke out with a human voice and restrained the prophet's insanity. Verse 18 says, They play on the desires of the old nature in order to seduce the people who have just begun to escape from those whose way of life is wrong. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. Tim, I think these are some of the people Yeshua spoke about in Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 23. He said, 
Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do what my Father in heaven wants. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we expel demons in your name? Didn't we perform many miracles in your name? Then I will tell them to their face, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of lawlessness. As the story of Balak and Balaam went, Balak gave Balaam three opportunities to curse Israel. Each time, Balaam spoke great blessings over Israel. Later, Elohim instructed Israel to attack the people of Midian because their women seduced the men of Israel to commit sexual immorality and idolatry. In Numbers chapter 31, verse 15, we learned that Balaam gave Midian the advice to entice Israel to sin, removing them from the protection of Elohim. Verse 7 tells us that Israel killed Balaam, the prophet, in the battle with Midian. What was he doing there? I don't know, but it seems that he chose the wrong side. And like Balaam, we have to choose a side. Second Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 10, urges us to try even harder to make your being called and chosen a certainty. For if you keep doing this, you will never stumble. This way, you will be generously supplied with everything you need to enter the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Deliverer, Yeshua, the Messiah. So what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and let money direct your message to the people of Elohim? Or would you take the red pill and minister as the Ruach HaKodesh leads with no intent of personal gain? Only you can answer that question. To the many believers who work in the ministry, thank you for your service. Working as unto Yehovah has a really clear meaning to you, I'm sure. We encourage you to uphold the high standard of our Elohim and to guard against rationalizing and the temptation of self-enrichment. A short-term windfall just can't compare to the eternal rewards of Elohim. Your integrity and testimony are not for sale. Amen. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what we shared and talk about it with your family and friends. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where you can handle the truth.